I was there for a dog's birthday. Okay, that's not any better, but yeah. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And for the second week in a row, I'm just winging it here, Mike, because I am not as prepared as usual here. I'm, I'm letting it down. You know, we know what we get to do this week, Mike? What do we get to do this week, Chris? We get to watch Endgame. Oh my gosh, we uh, this is it, man. You're, I'm excited. Your fever dreams are going to be done with. You're, you're going <laughs> to <be> sleep <laughs> silently. It's going to be good. Uh, we're going to talk about um, a Mandalorian sneak peek, which I think is well worth our conversation today after watching it. Don't you? Oh, yes. Yes, I clicked on the video not knowing I was getting seven minutes of Mandalorian footage. And uh, it's a cam from just some kind-hearted soul in the audience that somehow got away with it. And it's still up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we that's <laughs> that's the shot. It's got like, uh, like uh, Half a thousands. Views. Yeah, it's got thousands and thousands and thousands of views, and like, just either Disney doesn't care or they want the hype. I don't know what's going on over there. It's true. Uh, we're going to talk about something. Uh, the next superhero phase: the Fast and Furious movies mm-hmm. <laughs> with Hobbs and Shaw and more. Yeah, it's. Uh, I told you just before we started recording that this is your last week to say we're in the end game now, and you tried to say there's some loopholes where you think you can keep saying it, but this is the last time you can say it, Chris, on the podcast, because when we come back next week, we will be post-end game. Well, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, well, we're in the end game review episode now. Ugh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you don't 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 test me, because I will find <laughs> a way to say it. It, it, is, it may be the last Avengers movie of the year. But there is no holding back now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is. Uh, I've had my third uh, Avengers uh, 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 fever dream, as Chris has said. Like these are real. I wake up distressed because I feel like uh, my latest one. I can't remember all of them. They're all just mishmashed. But I think actually Deadpool was in my most recent uh, fever dream of Avengers, which is very topical because we're going to be talking about Deadpool a little bit on the show. So I just can't separate uh, my existence when I'm asleep from. This from this podcast that we do, Chris. So I gotta see this movie, man. And I'm so stressed out that I have to wait till 10 p.m. on Thursday to go <laughs> see it, especially West Coast time, which means because uh, this movie is technically already going to be out in other parts of the world. What Tuesday, I think. Yeah, Tuesday. I mean, the, the world premiere is literally tomorrow, Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we're gonna be seeing all those red carpet. I'm gonna probably watch it like passively to see all mm-hmm. the people there. Um, uh, yeah, well, Tuesday I think is Australia, and uh, they're they're our first line of defense against spoilers. And uh, you know, I fully expect a cam to be online by Wednesday. But don't give in. Do not give in, folks. I know you it's can not, do better than it's this. It's not worth it. We've we've uh, we've done too much to get here. You know. Yeah, exactly. We've waited too long, and um, you know, I we're gonna talk. We have our our first topics in game. We'll get there. But I mean, like this this is it this is the last week we are no longer counting down years i remember was it four years ago when they announced these movies or more man i just i remember seeing thanos in the end credit scene of avengers and to take a ding to my nerd cred i knew what i was seeing on the screen was important but i didn't know who this purple uh rib chin guy was 
But it's like when you film somebody like turning over their shoulder and revealing a face, like if you know like film language enough, you know like, oh, this is important. This is a big deal. And the first thing I did when I get home is uh, Google this guy to figure everything about it. And I think literally this at the same time I ordered my um, – Infinity uh, Gauntlet uh, like omnibus and it came and I read it and it was like oh this is crazy I'm prepared I didn't know I was preparing myself for like the next like ten plus years of, of films <laughs> I didn't know like this was uh, this was the roadmap but this is the what did Feige call it the Infinity saga. Uh, Infinity Saga yeah, yeah. It's, it's finally well, wrapping up so and to pass my time every night I've kind of been watching I've been watching the Avengers movies at night like half mm-hmm. here half there. And, um, you know, the first one, you know, the phase one doesn't really set any of this up hardly at all. Like barely. They were, they were like scrambling to get to something of this quality, but age of Ultron does set a lot of seeds for this finale. These last two infinity war and end game movies. If you go back and rewatch that. So I'm really excited to see how they, how do they wrap this up? How do they take these huge stones out of play and what's the what's the new path going forward and yeah. i will tell you every day there are more tv spots you have to avoid so <laughs> do not watch any of them like well, they're, they're counting they'll say like in three days get away from it just get away <laughs> from it as fast as you can because you don't watch I, it. I have a, have a great recommendation for people if they want to amuse themselves outside of the end game realm before thursday comes and it's uh the man the myth the legend Reggie fils has officially retired from Nintendo of America, and now he's on Twitter. And he is just, like, the nicest, just, like, dad personality um, to just have in your Twitter feed. And he was, of course, uh, popular enough and a big enough deal to uh, snag the handle at Reggie, which is a big deal if you can just get a singular name on Twitter. So I don't know how much he paid for that or if just the people at Twitter really like him. But he's just been posting all week all of this cool, like, exclusive, like, Nintendo games gifts that he's gotten just the silliest things people have given him as retirement gifts and like reggie's just like hilarious if you're not familiar with who reggie fils is he's the my body is ready meme mm-hmm. you know before he went up to, i think he was um he was promoting the we the we at um like e3 or a convention somewhere or like yeah. the japanese developer i don't know what it was <laughs> he was gonna do like a we fit thing and oh my god i love reggie he's so funny he's so lighthearted. um i don't know if he's just retiring from just working in general maybe he's gonna go ceo somewhere else but uh yeah go follow at reggie on twitter it's great you can see a bunch of cool nintendo stuff over there yeah nintendo i mean since nintendo's a family friendly company i was actually talking with people last night they're putting a lot of actually like r adult rated games on the switch right now so mm-hmm. uh, i was kind of impressed with that but there are some other ones on there i'd like to see uh have you seen the new yoshi's uh crafted world trailer uh, um no i haven't it's like a yoshi's it's like a yoshi like a level platformer but it's made out of like uh, crafting supplies like cardboard and yarn and all this other oh i think stuff. i've i think i've heard about it yeah it looks pretty fun i actually entertained and then you're you're getting to partake in some smash brothers sooner than oh later. yeah friend of the show uh quentin parker he is having his engagement party for, with his fiance uh next weekend and uh uh Props to uh, to Allison, the fiance, who I think it might have been her master plan to do a Super Smash Brothers tournament. So I'm very psyched. But after lots of trial and error with uh, Quentin's Switch and trying to figure out how to get controllers to work with Smash, because I'm old school, I gotta have a GameCube controller in my hand. He has adapted and evolved to other controller schemes. Uh, God bless him. I don't know how he can do it. Uh, but I have just this ingrained hours and hours and hours of muscle memory that I can't use anything else, or I'll just die over and over again. I try. 
Um, I even brought over WaveBirds, which I just had sitting under my bed uh, for years and years. I don't even own a Nintendo console, but I held on to the WaveBirds just because I remember it was hard to get them when I first got them. So it was hard for me to get rid of them. But there's just this minute lag using an old school WaveBird with the adapter that in a fast paced game like uh, Smash, it's just it is it's awful. Uh, uh, I was a little bit better with that, so I went out and I bought my own USB wired uh, GameCube controller, yellow Pikachu theme. Because yeah. usually that's my main in Smash. So I'm ready for this tournament next weekend. We'll see how well it goes. I don't really know what the competition's going to be like, but uh, I guess if the groom to be ends up being the winner, that that can't be the worst thing that happens since it's like half of his party. So <laughs> I'm down. I'm ready to clown with Nintendo this week. It's true, and I sent you a picture that that Pikachu controller a couple weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw the GameStop. I, I I thought of Mike immediately. I'm like, man, he needs this. So let me some Pikachu. That, that's really cool. Uh, I think, man, I have been on a, uh, a whirlwind of like just doing a lot of video game this week. I've actually so, um, I, I'm a big Dragon Ball person, and, and mm-hmm. it's always a joke because my wife's like, I don't get it, but I always tell her <laughs> that she's the biggest Dragon Ball expert this side of the Mississippi. So, um, so she always makes stuff up about it. But have you played the Dragon Ball Xenoverse games at all? Um, is that the online one? No, that's Fighter Z. Uh, okay, um, no, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's essentially like you, you're going back and revisit. Like there are these people traveling through time, changing the time stream, and you're going back and revisiting all the major moments. So, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I got them on sale uh, a, a couple years ago, and they, uh, I finally went back to the second one because I never started it, and I'm like, well, I'll do it. And it's been you know pretty fun living living in that world this weekend. <laughs> and then, like I told you this, I'm actually organizing my online media. Uh, today as well spring clean it's spring cleaning season mike it's a beautiful easter sunday i'm in here cleaning my files on my <laughs> i'm gonna sleep i'm gonna sleep easier doing that it's gonna kill time what what are we we're just killing time mike Try, trying trying to get to the end game and and this this is it so uh any, anything else you've been doing we good oh man let's talk about end game man because we're <laughs> what are you talking about what are you talking about yeah <laughs> there's there's no stopping this so there has been a four minute section of leaked <sighs> camera cell phone camera oh footage from the middle east it's not like someone did it from a computer here in america i don't know why they showed like a 20 minute segment to someone over in, in the middle east i think some like i don't know someone who controlled a country or something like they previewed the footage <laughs> for them to like before they could put it in their theaters i think is actually how this happened oh my gosh and someone did a camera and leaked it online and it is <sighs> this is awful as four minutes of footage. My cousin watched it. I, I don't think he listens to the show, but he was like, "Yeah, it's it's real stuff," and it's like highly spoilerific. So he's like, "This gives away a lot of stuff." Uh, this is a uh, Chris is basically uh, a drug dealer for the Ark of the Covenant. You know, yeah. he can't look inside of the Ark, but you know, he'll show other people, and then if they survive, he's like, "Hey, how was it?" It's yeah. like I'm definitely not going to watch it, but I need to know what you thought. I love how you're just using like your cousin as like a guinea pig. I, like, eh, I don't think he cares so much about this franchise as I do. So look at it, get his upon it. Let actually, me know. He watched it without. I didn't even give it to him. He was like, "Did you watch it?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "I did." I'm like, "You oh. six son of a gun." Yeah. Uh, so I don't know anything about this footage i've totally just i've gone just dark i've gone out of my way to influence the algorithms on social media and i'm starting to unfollow people actually that i actually enjoy seeing their opinions and perspectives from when it comes to these movies but i've I've had to just get them out of my timeline because i just can't risk it um 
So I, once this leak came, I think I saw a sliver of a screenshot, uh, maybe within my Instagram Explore tab, and I think it was maybe like uh, Carol Danvers, like looking over her shoulder. She seemed to be in a different suit, and it was like a gra- it was kind of like a grainy cam looked like screenshot. So I was like, I bet this is from the leaked footage. I don't know if it was, but man, if, if I didn't like throw my phone out the window and run away from it just in case, I'm like so worried, Chris. <laughs> And, and, and yeah, so like it, I, I, I had the footage to look at the first frame because you know when you see something like that, you're like, is this the leaked footage or not? And I know the mm-hmm. angle, and it's kind of slightly tilted to the left a little bit, uh, and it isn't. It is grainy. I'm like, okay, good. I don't have to watch. You didn't. What you saw was actually from a commercial. I know exactly oh. what you're talking about. So okay, good. You, you're you're <laughs> fine. You're you're seeing the 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 trailers or the the every day they put out a new 30 to 60 second spot and i'm like stop trust it, me stop it. everybody bought their tickets my theater every single house is showing this movie like if you're any other film this weekend you're not getting any box office dollars from my theater because you're physically not being screened so yeah. everybody is seeing this movie already like i said also imax is a lockdown for like the next month on any imax screens as well mm-hmm. so you want if you get a chance to watch this in imax please do Please mm-hmm. do. Like, this is going to be an, ex- an experience to see the 26% more screen. Now, what I want to see, Mike, and you tell me what you think. I want an IMAX digital or Blu-ray version to come out because I would like a, a, a dual set of Infinity War and Endgame with that full screen resolution. Like, that would be <sighs> That would be superb. great. I keep... I keep thinking of this uh, TV that I saw at um, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show earlier this year. Uh, it's this TV that is um, that's rollable, so it's I think it's using kind of the same screen technology that all these like new fancy foldable phones are using, but on a giant scale. So it rolls up kind of like a poster inside of this box, and then it like slowly lifts out of the box. But the great thing is, is that means you can customize your aspect ratio on this screen. So if you're just watching like I don't know, like Lawrence of Arabia, you know, like a movie just like with a really like slim, tight aspect ratio for these really wide vistas, like the TV just raises up a little bit. You don't have like any black bars. And then I was just imagining like, oh, if you're watching like Endgame on IMAX, you would just like raise it like all the way up to get this almost like four by three aspect ratio or something like that. That'd be crazy. TVs one day will be able to adapt was what I'm saying to these ratios. So yeah, release that sucker. Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, people with projectors already, you know, kind of if they're using just a big wall instead of a white oh, yeah, screen, perfect, they have that yeah. they have that uh, luxury. But I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to see it and just kind of pour. I would love to pour through it. Um, I have to say, I am breaking my own rule for this movie, Mike. Oh, what's your rule? Uh, you don't wear the band's T-shirt to their concert. <laughs> and what did I buy this week? Uh, did you buy an Endgame shirt? I, no, I bought the Advanced Tech jacket. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. The 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 white the white suits we've seen in the trailer. We don't know if they're space or time suits yet. Yeah, we don't know what they are. Are they quantum? Are they space? Are they time? Whatever they are, are they just suits so they all match and sell more mm-hmm. toys? So reprint toys easier. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I bought one of the jackets, thirty bucks on Amazon with Prime. You know, I got it here before the movie. It's if I gain any more weight, it's going to be too big. So I got to you know keep my body down for the next week. Uh, stay dehydrated so I don't have to pee at the theater. That's what I'm thinking here. But um, I'm very excited have, to wear that jacket in there. I have to say it's a pretty uh, good-looking jacket. Most of the time, I really don't like gimmicky hoodies. Like, when they try to, like, recreate, like, a character's, like, outfit or costume and transition into a hoodie. Because most of the time, just to me, the aesthetics, I don't like it. But since that's already kind of a clean aesthetic to begin with, it works a lot better on a hoodie. It does. And the reviews on the one I bought, like, they were, like, really low reviews. But I really like it. Like, I, I wore it yesterday. Uh, me and my wife went to the mall 
you know, to pick up some pop vinyls, and she wanted to pick up some of those new Peeps donuts at Dunkin'. <laughs> have you seen those peep donuts? They have peep no, donuts. I, 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 w- oh, I haven't. Yeah, she she had to have the peeps donuts. I'm like, <laughs> well, this is the only time you're gonna get them because on Caesar's done, peeps are out out of season. Um, mm-hmm. But um, people were were commenting; they were really enjoying it. Um, like you can't tell from the back what it is, but you see the front, and they're like, oh man, that's from the Avengers movie, right? I'm like, yeah, very excited. And then the first thing I was like, oh, did you get your tickets? I'm like, oh, sir. Sir, I have three <laughs> showings of tickets secured. I'm good to go. Yes. So uh, I, I think that I think yeah, it, it's really fun. Yeah, I, like I said, I break my rules, but I'm, I enjoy this. I enjoy the look of this suit. I think it's gonna be cool. So, um, as for the tips and tricks, we always talk about this. I, I gave so the, there's a breakdown of this movie since it's now officially in theaters hands. I think it's like 500 and something gigs on a uh-huh. hard drive for the 2D and 3D combined. There are four and a half minutes of text scrolling credits after the mid credit scene, Mike. So you have four and a half minutes to run to the bathroom before that post credits, the final so, post credit scene. So what you're telling me here, just to be clear, you're watching the film, you see the final shot, and then it goes to credits, usually the, the more the stylized credits. credits yep. where you see the actors and you know you probably see Feige's name on there too. And then you get mid credits where who knows what it's going to be. You're going to get more footage, and then normal black and white probably credits. That's going to be four minutes, four and a half minutes, until you see the final stinger. That is correct. Okay, got it. Because they say, I I believe the post-credits scene is two to two and a half minutes on this one, and Mm -hmm. the same for the uh, animated credits is two minutes, and I think the mid-credits is about two minutes. Um, To put that in perspective, Infinity War, the Nick Fury scene was about two and a half minutes um, as well. So with the, everyone being dusted, so uh-huh. uh, about par for the course. So if you have to go to the bathroom after three and a half hours, because there's twenty, there's twenty plus minutes of trailers before this movie, Mike. You know it. I know it. Uh-huh. Um, that that's the time to go. Uh, we, you know, I'm just trying to get all my math down. I'm like, okay, don't drink any. Like, stop drinking <laughs> at noon. Liquids at noon. Uh, you know, just just prepare myself because I'm very I'm very excited for this. I don't want to. I don't want to miss anything. Do you? Oh, Chris, I can only agree so much. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. Um, anything else about Endgame you want to throw in here? Because, I mean, that, I think I think we've kind of nailed it. Uh, I think one thing that I wanted to do real quick, since this is our, our last moment before we do our review and spoiler cast uh, later this week, uh, Chris, I want to know, do you want to throw out any last-minute predictions? Like, nothing, like, gigantic and grandiose. You don't need to, like, predict all the acts of, of the films. But if you had to kind of, like, maybe sum up how you think this movie is going to ultimately end, and maybe we can see who is right and wrong, what what would you predict? I, I think, I mean, um, one of the things I've been talking about this week, actually, is one of the scenes of how does Tony Stark and Nebula get back to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to come across the remaining Asgardians. Because that wasn't very far from where Thanos was to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think we might get to see the return of those, like, Korg and maybe Valkyrie and stuff. I think they're the ones who are going to save him, not Captain Marvel. Okay. Because she, she doesn't, like, that would be way too convenient for her to run into this random floating spaceship. That's true. Space is very large, by yeah. definition. <laughs> and she doesn't have any, like, way to pick up beacon, like, distress signals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, you know... I really don't want it to be time travel, but you never. I just don't know at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of it, I hope that you know there is a scene or some way that everyone gets to get some an action scene this this time around. Mm-hmm. Like you know, this is this is it. This is the culmination of every movie. We've not seen a lot of the Avengers work together, fight together. 
Uh-huh. Like, you know, example, we've not seen the Wasp interact with anyone else outside of the Avengers. Uh-huh. Why can't she come and have a scene in this as well? Like, when they start, maybe, hopefully, they're going to bring people back. We know it. Like, they got more movies to make. Like, Spider-Man and, and the Wasp, or Spider-Man and, uh, you know, Black Panther. Give them something to do. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get, like, a very grand scene, similar to the first Avengers, when they did that awesome uh, New York uh, downtown scene where the camera was just flying around, and you just got to get these little motifs of every character, like, uh, fighting an alien. Like, that was so Uh great. We'll probably get something, like, uh, 10x to the scale, where we're going to be flying around, seeing everybody, like, doing a punch or a fight, and maybe we'll have, like, random, like, team-ups throughout, like, the, the camera whip and everything. I think it's, I think that's going to yeah. be great. And I, I think, I mean, I think Cap's going to die. I think everything so far has like uh, telegraphed to the point of like he's ready, to, he's ready to make the sacrifice. You know, it almost kind of seems like he's living on borrowed time just because he's a man out of time. He doesn't really have a lot of solid connections. You know, he's not like married or anything like that. He might have like a love interest, but he doesn't really have any surviving family or anything like that. Uh, you know, he's got his brother Bucky is still around, but you know, if Bucky's, you know, if he feels like Bucky's like finally on like solid footing, you know, he's, he's got his mental state back, you know, he's like a normal human again. I think we can finally like wrap up like Cap's story. Well, so my, my big theory is like Cap's going to die most likely from sacrifice. I would also, I, I think, I think if we were gambling, uh, Iron Man has a high probability as well. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because I'm just banking on what our next topic, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer uh, there's the the Pepper Potts check that Happy's ho- holding that says signed by Pepper Potts, and he doesn't have the Tony Stark mentor anymore. So, uh, just basing on what we know, and, and we have been lied to multiple times, I, I would also put Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey maybe in that thing as well. But maybe they don't die. Maybe they're just sent to other places to protect their stones. I, I don't know. There, What's there could the be way. What's the odds that we cry? <laughs> oh, hi, highly. I mean, what were the odds in the Infinity War we were going to cry? Pretty, oh pretty low gosh. going in, but then you know they they pull a stunt like killing Peter Parker on us. I would love a, I would love a moment of cheering. Like I I loved how my theater reacted uh, when Thor uh, came down with Stormbreaker, like Deus Ex Machina style uh, in Wakanda. That got a huge reaction from my audience. I'm definitely looking for something like that in this film. So uh, those would be my predictions. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think we're probably going to be able to get the spoiler cast and review to you guys as early as Friday. So you don't necessarily have to wait until Sunday, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it works but go see this movie as soon as possible uh it's obvious why you need to and if you don't have a ticket yet you're missing out on possibly what we talked about being the number one movie of all time like it's Mm -hmm. on part of break avatar records so you know don't don't be a nerd and miss out on this (laughs) come on spider-man far from home is the next marvel movie after this though Mm -hmm. and uh kevin feige has confirmed that that is the final phase three film spider-man far from home does not kick off phase four and this follows the course of kind of how Ant-Man did. Does it end a storyline? Not necessarily, like, for the phase, but, like, it's just in terms of their announcements and what they had in production for the phase. 
uh, kind of wraps that up. Yeah, I think I heard uh, somewhere that uh, Feige himself, he didn't want Spider-Man coming out so soon. I think he wanted this movie to be pushed off further, maybe possibly to 2020, but, you know, he only has so much control over what Sony can do with their films, and I think Sony wanted to ride high. They probably needed a big movie for this calendar year, so Feige just was like, I, I guess I don't have a choice here, so uh, let's see how it goes. Have we had Spider-Man in the theaters every year since Civil War? Oh was man! Civil That's War. That's a good question. Then Homecoming. Then Infinity War. Then uh, Far From Home. As of right we've now, de- probably in game. We've definitely had a good stream of Spidey. That's for sure. Yeah, and he's a good Spider-Man. He's a good Spider-Man. I oh mean, yeah. Homecoming was your most hated trailer, but your favorite movie of that year. Oh yeah, it was definitely. I, re- I will. I will always remember that. I'm like, wow, what, <laughs> what a turn! What a turn! Uh, mm-hmm. uh, from from the back. So, I mean. Um, whether we want it sooner I mean it also moved up three days I forgot we, we talked about that uh, moved to July 2nd uh, so you actually get to see it three days earlier it was the yeah. 5th that gives me a little bit of nostalgia for Raimi's Spider-Man because I remember Raimi's Spider-Man movies always came out during the July holiday like 4th of July used to be the week for summer blockbuster movies before you know the market exploded and now we get a summer blockbuster like every other week of the whole calendar so it's cool to see spider-man like back in the july weekend so uh that makes me a little excited yeah that's a great way to kick off like the the height of summer i guess you know like that's that's the peak summer is Mm -hmm. the first week of july there in July, you know what's also in July, Mike? What's San, in July, Chris? San Diego Comic Con, and Ooh, we are buddy. very excited to to be out there and and uh, do do whatever it is you do at a Comic Con of that stature, I guess. So very excited. This summer, also, we get the arrival of Ultimate Alliance Three on Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. and you, you don't have a Nintendo Switch, do you? Mm-mm. Are you going to get one for this game? You know what? Uh, I heard that Nintendo is kicking around the idea of putting out two more versions of the Switch, like a budget Switch and like a premium Switch. So maybe I'll see how much this budget Switch is uh, uh-huh. just to, you know, play a couple games on it. But, um, hey, maybe I'll be able to pick this up with like a bundle or something. Yeah, I, uh, I'm very excited. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 classic games. Um, they're the um, sister evolutions of the X-Men. Uh, I want to say it was Mutant, not Mutant Academy, X-Men Legends games uh, as well. So um, coming back into Ultimate Alliance 3, consisting of the Black Order, which are Thanos' henchmen from Infinity War. Uh, it just gets me very excited. I'm sad that it's only on Switch, just like I'm sad that Spider-Man is only on PlayStation and that Iron Man is only on PlayStation VR. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, if, if we're getting quality Marvel games, you know, I'm I'm okay with this for right now. Um, simply because I'm a three-console household. Uh, as for everyone else, I feel really bad. I'm like, I wish you could play this with me. Too. <laughs> um, but but I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what it is. Uh, you know, that'll give us something to do in the interim because Spider Man is our last movie until May of next year from Marvel, uh, and, or at least until Disney Plus comes along and gives us some shows. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Uh, July July 19th. So sign me up. I'm I'm down. Uh, big news. Thor four has been pitched to Marvel Studios with Taika Waititi returning per Tessa Thompson. This is very large news because we've yet to see the mold break of the three-film trilogy per character. Mm -hmm. So we've had three Thor movies. We've had three Iron Man movies. We've had three Captain America movies. Uh, Who's next? Who's coming up on that? I guess Doctor Strange, he's getting his sequel coming on. Ant-Man will be the first one with a third. 
Yeah, Ant-Man would be coming up soon. So we've yet to see the four movie mold broken. Obviously, as this whole franchise and MCU evolves, you know, they're doing like the, the, the team ups, the buddies, the combinations. You know, it's even hard to say how much Civil War is a Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, definitely Captain America forward. That's for sure. Uh, so maybe the lines will start to get blurred here. But yeah, once Thor 4 breaks out there, I feel like you really got to go for it. Like, what is Thor's objective in his fourth film, his fourth time out there? Like, Asgard is no more. We're going to be pushing past all the craziness the character's gone through. Like, Thor has gone through so much character development beyond four movies already. So I feel like this fourth movie is just going to have to be not bizarre, but they're just going to have to really swing for the fences. Well, we've always talked about Marvel getting more cosmic and this is a chance for Thor to be out in the cosmos yet again. Mm -hmm. Uh, After watching, you know, Thor is okay. He's treated okay in Avengers 1 and he's not treated very good in Avengers 2 if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, He has that weird pool water scene that, you know, had a bunch (laughs) of deleted scenes. This is not connected to anything. Like, oh, he gets to go have this weird conversation or weird dream in the water. And in the first one, he just disappears off the helicarrier, summons his armor, and then goes and fights in New York. Like, he's not been treated very well. So, like, even, like, the, I don't, you know how I feel about the Dark World. Like, we are in a prime <laughs> Thor territory. Thor has come, bounced back so hard mm-hmm. um, that he could get a fourth movie and, you know, still be out in space, venturing through the cosmos. Maybe this is a chance to, to, to actually introduce Beta Ray Bill as a character. Or some other, you know, larger Thor characters that I, I can't name any right now, but um, maybe this is the first example of of a passing the mantle movie. We know sooner or later time comes for us all. All of these great, beautiful actors eventually will start to age, and even though Disney pays them very, very well, they're still creative people that eventually want to go off and do something else. So we're not going to have like the Chris Hemsworths, we're not going to have the Chris Evans, we're not going to have the Robert Downey Juniors forever. So eventually, we're going to want the characters to continue on, or at least the spirit of the characters. So we're going to have to pass the mantle. So I'm really excited for what's going to be our first Mantle Pass movie. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe Thor hands Stormbreaker to somebody else, you know. Talk about, like, a casting challenge. Like, whether you go, like, female Thor, like they've done in the comic books, or maybe you just go someone else entirely that we haven't seen before. Like, you're going to have to cast somebody amazing, enigmatic, somebody that the audience is going to love, that you can pass all of this story down to and everybody else can play on. Like, imagine in, like, 20 years if they're still making these movies movies, which wouldn't be surprising, you're going to have a whole new cast of characters still playing in the same world of, of all of these uh, decisions that were made so long ago. So maybe we're getting close. Maybe what that's what these fourth movies are going to be, the Mantle Pass movies, or maybe the fifth, who knows? Yeah. Maybe the end credit scene of Thor 4 will give you a glimpse of just like a, a blonde-haired goddess that's going to end up being, um, that's going to end up, you know, being Thor, you know? Yeah. Maybe well, she'll I- reconfigure the hammer or whatever as long as it's not jane foster yeah i I think we'll be fine Uh, yeah they could pick anybody else really uh there's a a really cool um story arc in thor that was recently written by jason Aaron, where you're actually going to see three versions of thor like a younger version of thor before he had his hammer um the current version of thor and a future version where he's king thor oh that'd Uh, be cool and like they all are like you know there's a story across time that someone is trying to kill these gods across time. Like this guy is a, a god butcher, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's there's opportunities. To, I don't think they will do something that 
wild, but I mean, if they're telling Loki past stories on Disney Plus, there's an opportunity for Thor to venture out and do his own little thing too. So, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Speaking of uh, galaxies far, far away, uh, <laughs> The Mandalorian had a panel last week at Star Wars Celebration, and mm-hmm. for some reason, someone got a really good. This is a good co- quality copy version of this video, Mike. Um, video preview of seven minutes of footage from that panel, the whole panel, pretty much. Yeah, so I'm. I'm. They must have a good uh, uh, arm routine because in the gym because that they, they were holding that camera pretty well. Yeah, the quality was great. The the sound quality was great. And I told you this at the time. Wouldn't we watch a sneak peek video? This is seven minutes, and, and you know, I I kind of felt bad. I'm like, well, Mike's gonna not want to watch this scene later when this show comes on. He's like, I already seen this, um, but. I couldn't not let you see the quality of this show, Mike, because the quality of the show is even, I think, above the movies right now uh, in terms of what we've seen in any Star Wars film. Yeah, it seems to be about seven minutes long, and it's kind of split in half. You kind of got about four minutes of actual like footage from the TV show, and then the rest of it is just kind of like a sizzle reel of a bunch of stuff, you know, more than likely what you would actually see in a trailer. But yeah, it just seems on par. Like it seems on par with all of the quality kind of dramatic television that's being told in like this golden age, but just with Star Wars characters. And who who would have uh, who would have doubted John Favreau? I mean, like he's uh, he's been knocking it out of the park with the stuff well, he's been making. So we got the Mandalorian uh, played by I can't think of his name. He's in the Golden Circle. He's the guy with the whip. The and he's in he was in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I feel bad for remembering his name, but. Um, he is the Mandalorian. You don't see his face, but you hear his voice, and he ends up talking to. Um, he starts off talking to. Um, I just had his name. Uh, your handshake, dude. Uh, Mike, <laughs> what's his name? He does that. The bro handshake in the Predator. Oh, um, oh, we're not we're not good with names we're, right God, now, are we? We talked about I mean, it while we were doing it. Anyway, the Mandalorian is Pedro Pascal, but there you go. Pedro Pascal, and he's talking to. Um, can't think of his name. But then he goes and talks to Werner Herzog, which if you don't know who Werner Herzog is, you had to look it up. We had to look it up. because Carl Weathers. Carl there Weathers. You thank you. Jesus. Um, he's, he's trying to get a bounty. And this bounty is like, you know, you can't have it on a disc. You have to go talk to somebody. And it's a room full of stormtroopers. And uh, I, the tension is great. The, 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 the way the dialogue is delivered, the blocking of the scenes, just how it looks, it feels so good. And before he even gets in there, you get to see the old eyeball bulb droid that comes out of the, <laughs> the, the thing, and he's led down the hall by a trash can droid. So, I mean, we were talking, like, how authentic does that feel to Star mm-hmm. Wars as a whole? And it's nice to see, uh, like, a scene breathe, because most of the time we've only ever seen Star Wars either in, like, you know, an animated kid show, which has to keep the pace up, or a movie where the pace is just dedicated, predicated on the length of the film. So it's kind of cool to see something like kind of slow burn throughout a scene. That's really fun. Also, with the very intimidating helmet, you know, I kind of was getting a little bit of a Judge Dredd vibes where you're not really seeing the emotion of the, the actor so much, but just his presence is just, uh, is just intimidating. Yeah, and then the sizzle reel that followed this scene was even more full of action. Uh, you get to see him shooting people. You get to see um, my favorite was the guy. He had uh, two guns and he had like a backpack gun that was shooting people too. I don't know if you saw that third gun that popped up out of that guy's backpack. Um, and then the the all the other bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, including fan favorite IG88, who was just whipping around, popping people left and right. It it just looks so fun. There's so much mm-hmm. action and there's gonna be so much drama. Like this eight episode show is going to blow us away. I think when it launches on Disney Plus. And um, I've heard that we're not going to get it all on the launch day. They're going to be like three episodes at a time, maybe, or start with three and then oh, maybe feed us, slow feed us really? 
episodes. I, I mean, like I've said uh, when we talked about Game of Thrones last week, I'm not opposed to a week by week release of a show. Uh, but I, I three three episode chunks seems odd to me. Like either either do one a week or all. So uh, let's hope let's hope we get something like that. In my yeah. mind, yeah. Well, I, I think I mean to me it seems like they do that to build up a lot of hype at the start and then slow drip them. So they're like, hey, here you like the first one, go ahead and just watch the second and third, and then we'll we'll feed them to you. But I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna watch it. Like I'm very excited right. about this. Disney at seven dollars. You're getting my seven dollars. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we're, you're getting a year out of us. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. Let's let's buy multiple years. I'll buy I'll buy right now. Buy, <laughs> buy my stock in this because I believe in it so much. But um, uh, it, it just looks so good. And I hope this video is still up and you guys get to watch it. But, but like it is. Uh, really surpassed my expectations for what the show is and 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 thought what I thought it would be to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you. Yeah, just just from a cam. I can't wait till we get to see it like in normal high quality. Yeah, man, I hope they put that out there. That'd be great. Speaking of Star Wars, and no surprise here, Kathleen Kennedy has confirmed that there are plans for a Knights of the Old Republic movie or TV series. She was very vague on which one it was. Uh, I think this is the DB Weiss spinoff. Star Wars trilogy. I think I think it's going to be an Old Republic style trilogy of films. Yeah, mm. shout out to uh, CL Kidman who uh, sent a video my way of my favorite MTV interviewer uh, Josh Horowitz, who just knows how to get to the root of the question. He's like the he he's like someone let a nerd on the red carpet, and he's getting into the nitty gritty. So thanks to him that we were able to uh, kind of confirm this. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what? That sounds awesome, but at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> is it? Are they just doing it because people want it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have, I have re- reservations about it, but like, you know, so, how big? So I, I watched a very long explainer video uh, on YouTube talking about the uh, origins and the whole story of the Knights of the Old Republic because I didn't play the games, so I wanted to know where the story was at. And the story gets a little crazy, like some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, there's lots of people getting their mind wiped, you know, people switching sides. There's like these um, – uh, there's just lots of strange uh, encounters that seems to be what would happen if somebody wrote a video game. So I hope they can kind of maybe just take the spirit of the time and maybe not the story directly from the video games. Yeah. Uh, but I, if you can trust these dudes. I mean, they, they made Game of Thrones, uh, one of the best TV shows ever made. So I think I can trust them to make a Star Wars trilogy. And each season of Game of Thrones is kind of like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Or watching a bunch of mini movies, I guess. So yeah, I mean they're producing episodes this season that are the length of films. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. so I think this is fine. I, like I said, I don't want them. Like I, I agree with you. I don't want them to rehash the video games. Like capture the essence of that time. Like Star Wars back then was way different. Like the old Republic was way different than the new Republic. And you know how do they how do they showcase what life was back then? Yeah, in, in what the Star Wars what, universe? What color is their milk? Yeah. That's what we really want to know. Is it was an orange back then? I, I don't I don't know. I don't care what color it was. I want to know how they got it. I wanna, back I wanna... in my day, our milk was orange. We didn't have this fancy green and blue milk. Star Wars Pepperidge Farmers remember. <laughs> they remember. The Knights of the Old Republic remember. That's exactly. I wouldn't go down that rod. That rod's dangerous. But um, yeah, so there you go. If people were concerned about that, don't be concerned. They got you covered. Deadpool is coming to the MCU or Marvel somehow. I don't know. It's not in Fox anymore. Cause Fox is bought by Disney, but Bob Iger, the head guy at Disney, who's in charge of all this stuff right now told Kevin Feige, if it's not broke, 
don't fix it. There that's you his go. Quote. And don't expect changes to the Deadpool films. And I honestly, I didn't expect any changes at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was safe to say uh, just because when they were making the second film, they were saying, "Don't give us more money. We don't want to be, we don't want to be inflated with all of this cash and have it uh, kind of uh, mess with our creativity." So I, I think that they'll still probably get a little bit more money. That's usually just what happens with film franchises, whether you want it or not. The budgets are going to go up. Uh-huh. Maybe just because you have to pay the actors more, just because you know every film their their agents uh, broker for a little bit more cash. Uh, I would hope what we are able to get out of a Disney Deadpool is just a little bit more access to characters. You know, Deadpool loves skewering things, so it would be cool if we could get like a Disney-owned uh, Marvel character on the screen that he can safely skewer, you know, without having, you know, <laughs> to worry about the rights issues. So that's I what I hope this uh, this merger unlocks. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, Deadpool, I like the first film better than the second one. The second one was still good. So I'm, you know, oh. I'm, I'm anticipating to see what a third one does well, for sure. If anything, I will say at least access to Kevin Feige and his, um, team of people could at least give them a better story than two, because I feel, again, I will reiterate that, um, cable got the shaft in Deadpool two. Like that's not the cable we expected, right? Like mm-hmm. we wanted a time sliding cable who, came in and you know he didn't time travel once to get there and then once again to save deadpool's life five minutes later like Mm -hmm. i i wanted i wanted more out of cable and his background and maybe even like his effects and abilities a little more so if anything maybe we can see a little more polished deadpool 3 than than deadpool 2 was but keep the jokes in there keep it uh keep it vulgar keep the references coming man we gotta we gotta have those in there yeah keep it r for sure don't take it away. Are you familiar with the comic series Mouse Guard, by the way? Is that the one that was uh, kind of uh, m- uh, mouse in Hitler, Germany kind no, of deal, World War that, II? That's just mouse, M-A-U-S. Uh, mouse okay. Guard is more like a uh, medieval style, uh, medieval like mice in this medieval era where there's no humans. It's just Mike Mouse and they're like... I feel like a visual is coming to my brain, but um, yeah, I'm not pulling anything from it. So go ahead. Yeah, so it's a, it's an Eisner Award winning comic book. Uh, Eisner Awards are pretty hard to come by, so uh, you can you can check these out. Um, there's tons and tons of issues of this. Um, mm-hmm. People have kind of compared it to The Secret of Nim, but like there's no humans in this one. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to start making a live action CG based movie of this. You know, it had uh, mm-hmm. Idris Elba and a bunch of other people in it. And uh, Fox uh, or Disney or whoever did, canceled the this film two weeks before we're starting production this week. Oh, damn. Think of all those people who thought they had a job. That sucks. Well, they definitely could still because producers are allowed to shop the film to other studios right now. So this mm. may come back to life, just not with what they currently were at Fox. Um, and they said, I think some of the reasons I've, I've seen and, and take this with a grain of salt is like the human uh, CG to, to animal was way too close to their like live action Disney stuff right now. Oh, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm like, wouldn't that be better if they had that technology to make it look that much cooler? Yeah, I, yeah. I decided to Google image search it, and actually, this isn't something I'm familiar with at all. But I really like these character designs. These mouse, these little Mises are adorable. They have like these giant ears, these tiny little eyes. I, yeah, I would like to see this turn into a film. That'd be fun. Yeah, it kind of got like a Knights of the Round Table kind of feel with some of it, and like, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, people love this book. I mean, I, I know people. I think it still might be out, or 
I just scrolled by like a photoshopped image of Idris Elba uh, kind of faded over the top of a mouse, but Idris is like holding a gun in like a firing pose. I was like, this is not a good juxtaposition. (laughs) Well, that's why we don't share fan art here, Mike. Uh, But uh, yeah, so it's sad that, but like, you know, this is one of the the first casualties of of a merger, uh, but but thankfully they can shop it around. Now we're going to talk about some more casualties in the production world with the gifted the fox show oh that show the gifted i forgot about it (laughs) yeah canceled on fox after its second season wrapped up now i will tell you this it's not because disney bought fox on this i think um i think the show already had low ratings uh it it was like middle to low ratings well i just went to check now because uh my wife and i were just like chilling out on the couch a few days ago and we were just kind of running through all of like the cw superhero shows to kind of see how their ratings evolved and changed and compared over their season so i kind of have like an idea of like what the cw is shooting for uh but the gifted premiered with like a, a fairly solid you know close to five million viewers for the first episode but then i scrolled down the season two and they're 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 lucky to get you know anything mm-hmm. above like 1.5 you know so they have definitely dropped off that's a significant drop like in all of these like tv shows usually your audience drops season by season but man that's pretty significant yeah so i mean it was already pretty pretty rough so i mean it, it, there was no surprise really but i think marvel did marvel tv had a stake in this show as well like they were helping produce it and putting money into it so it's not like Marvel was like, you can't do it because we don't own it. Like, yeah, they were already doing it for them, like, as a favor. Uh, and same with Legion, which is uh, ending after season three. Uh, you know, also, now, now that I'm thinking about this, I wanted to uh, submit my apologies because I feel like for the last couple of years, we've been kind of dogging on Gotham, which is <laughs> another uh, Fox show out there. And, uh, you know, during this uh, phase of looking at views, I. I went to go and I check out Gotham because I was like, we always say no one's watching this show. And Gotham is pulling was pulling in pretty decent numbers, I have to say. It did premiere with 8 million viewers. You know, that's all curiosity for sure in the pilot. But they held on pretty solidly. Like, you know, season... Uh, between season two and season three held on to you know roughly four million uh, per episode. And even if I scroll like all the way down to season five, they're still pulling in like uh, like two and a half, you know, and that's better than a lot of the CW shows are doing that late into their runtime. So I will give my formal apologies. There is definitely people out there still watching Gotham. So uh, I will well, give props to anybody who likes that show. Well, I, I, I you you are reading my mind because I was thinking about Gotham today. Oh, okay. Uh, the final episode of the season is this coming week, the 25th. Um, I think Monday. Is that Monday? Oh God! I hope it's not Thursday. I have, for their sake, I hope it's not Thursday. No, it's, it's early <laughs> in the week, so I mean, uh, okay. Gotham series finale. Let me see here. Um, and I've got to um, April t- April twenty fifth is what this says. Really? Is that? Yeah, it says. Wednesday? Oh my God! That is thir- that isn't that Thursday? I could April twenty fifth. I could be very wrong. I don't know. I'm, I got to pull up a calendar now. You've got yeah. To, I, yeah, so. I got the episode list here. The episode is called the beginning. Yeah, so the, I'm assuming it's going to be very. Yep. Oh my gosh. So anyway, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Gotham creators, that you got a premiere on that night. Yeah, you Yikes. think you think they push it a week or something, or move it around? Jesus. Ooh. And well, does, well, Fox Disney owns it. You think they'd do it? But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go watch the first episode and then the final episode after this. Uh, out of curiosity. So I got to see how it started and how it ended, Mike. I'm very excited because it jumps ten years in the future on this last episode. Did you know that? Oh, cool. So yeah. Uh, that show is ending. A lot of shows are ending. We're 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 at a like I said the 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 
the the edge of a new era of superhero stuff. Um, yeah, Disney Plus Speaking taking of, theirs off and other ones. So yeah. Speaking of stuff that's ending, segue. Mike is so excited for this to end. Uh, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> we get the last trailer for the upcoming film. And let me tell you right now, Mike, their trailers got better in quality as we've gone along, but the hype for my movie, this movie has diminished even more with each one. Oh, even man. the trailer's yep. great. Yawn City. Yeah. Like you can just like you can just like feel all of the notes of this film and everything that's gonna happen. I saw some people saying, Oh, I'm excited, you know, to see kind of some of the space scenes and stuff like that, that they're going cosmic. And all I can think is that's probably just the beginning of the movie. I bet yeah. they don't go back to space at all. Because if they did, they would be cramming it in the trailer to try to get people to go see this movie because they gotta put everything forward that they can. But I mean, we've seen all of this stuff before. We've seen it all before, so it's not exciting. So yeah. yeah. I just I kind of yawned my way through it. Yeah, had this been the first and only trailer, I'd be like, okay, maybe they can do something. Mm-hmm. But the first one they gave us, they gave us away literally all the the beats of the film. Like even the pretty much, you know, uh, that Mystique is gonna die in the first. They were like, yep, we're killing off a main character here in the first mm-hmm. trailer. I'm like. Did you have to show it? Like, Jesus. Yeah, this you, is just morbid curiosity at this point. I want to know how they end this franchise. Yeah, per, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we're one of the, the two people because this is projected for a record franchise low opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So, um, out of how many movies is this now? Is this nine X Men? Too many, Chris. Nine X Men. Is that three and, and then three Wolverine? And then, uh, yeah, I mean, out of 12 movies, like, you go out with a whimper. Not even a bang. So, mm-hmm. um, get Simon Kinberg out of this stuff. That's that's the problem. <laughs> but, you know, if it's got to end, it's got to end, and then we're all excited it's coming back to the Marvel. So, we'll we'll maybe maybe they'll do a Dark Phoenix right. Now. No, I'm kidding. They won't. They won't do that. At all. <laughs> Things that this is interesting. We had news about Swamp Thing this week from mm-hmm. the DC uh, universe, and we got our first preview footage, which is just showing Swamp Thing coming out of a swamp. Very, yeah. very slowly. Start starting on a positive note. Uh, you just basically see from the neck up uh, coming, and he looks basically like Swamp Thing. He's not really moving, so there's not really a whole lot to pull from there. But letting you know that the they're starting the hype train. Yes. So, but this came out after they announced the series production is halting on pause after only doing ten of the planned thirteen episodes. Yeah. And uh, so the reports are that they are possibly rewriting an ending for this Mm -hmm. on the last three episodes. Even the cast was like, we don't, like, we weren't aware that they were stopping after 10 episodes to take a break. Um, And other reports are saying that the DC Universe is now in trouble and they may be writing an ending to end this series rather than write it to continue on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I can put on my tinfoil hat here for sure. I know you will. Go on. (laughs) Enthrall us. So some people are trying to give the show the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, maybe these DCU executives are being smart here. They're looking at a show that potentially has a very uh, 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 VFX-heavy budget, and maybe somebody in accounting or some line producer just didn't carry a one, didn't do the math right, and they're just like, we cannot afford three more episodes of Swamp Thing. We're just going to have to cut it at 10. Or it could be maybe the story just didn't quite work with thirteen extra with three up ep- three extra episodes. How many times have have we said that about Netflix shows? Where it's just like, man, if this Daredevil season was just ten episodes mm-hmm. instead of thirteen, man, would the quality improve so much more? I mean, I could take those as an excuse 
if this would have happened so much sooner. I mean, the, the whole reason why you write scripts first and get them approved is so you don't waste all the money in production before you get to it. That's why pre-production exists to begin with, so you don't have this kind of snafu. So it's really hard for me to accept this as an excuse. What I think is happening is they're doing everything that they can to make this service work because Disney just announced a $7 a month streaming service, which is arguably and debatably better in every aspect than the DC streaming service. And I'm not saying that to be like a hater of DC, but just if you look at the the content and the quality and the amount, it's just not, they're not in the same ball game. You know, if like DCU was maybe like a $5 bolt-on that you added to like your Amazon Prime viewing experience or you bolted onto Hulu, you know, that's a little different, but it trying to compete as a standalone service just doesn't work. And they've now announced two different waves of digital comic books coming to the service that really just kind of seem like Hail Marys. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of marketing marketing strategy around it. I basically just see like a tweet drop in my timeline that says, oh, wow, DC just added 10,000 more comic books to their streaming service. And I'm just like, well, what's this? What's the strategy here? Is it just 10,000 random comic books? Are they being strategic about it? You know, are they just saying, are they adding certain catalogs? Like what's and what's the year? What's the fluctuation here? Like. I need there needs to be some sort of rollout strategy so it just kind of seems like a Hail Mary. Well, I will tell you this, knowing DC, they did not believe in D- digital comics when Marvel like went all in on it. So mm-hmm. I don't think they had the full catalog completely done on digital yet. Like they are playing catch up in the digital realm. That's why they haven't done it all, but even if they started with them all, like is that price point with all that kind of it's not stale content, but very slow content, is that even feasible like you said like disney's dropping a lower price point with more higher quality content at the end of the Mm -hmm. day so like what do you what do you do and also it's really confusing because warner brothers has also announced that they're going to make their own streaming service so that's like disney saying oh we're going to have a disney streaming service and also a marvel streaming service like it just doesn't really make much sense for the consumer like so i could see like maybe dcu isn't doing awful Maybe they're just doing, you know, okay, not great, not something like a uh, a board would really like or like investors would really go head over heels for. Maybe they're just trying to slow slow it down and eventually just roll it into this Warner Brothers streaming service, whatever it's going to be, so you can you can like binge watch your your uh, series of Friends again because Warner Brothers technically owns Friends, so maybe they'll you can watch Titans right after you watch an episode of Friends or something like that. So I think that strategically makes more sense from the point of a streaming service so uh, i think that's probably what's going to happen so uh, we're just going to fold it in uh, uh who knows what happens to those digital comic books because that's extra weird now now you got like a streaming service for the normal masses that maybe they can get access to digital comic books too yeah i don't know this is this is, just seems really crazy but yeah that's my tinfoil hat theory yeah one one of many one of many <laughs> i mean i just think you know you, when no, we haven't watched Titans. Mm-hmm. We haven't watched Doom Patrol. You still haven't watched uh, Young Justice season three. Mm-hmm. Who's excited for Star Girl? Who is who's the audience for Swamp Thing? Like, how do you get a bunch of new people to join on whenever you know it doesn't? It's it's a weird draw for like very little things. If you said, "Oh my gosh, do you like Loki?" A lot of people are like, "Yeah, I love Loki." Well, come watch Loki's TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, did you like? Either you have a thing for the Falcon or Winter Soldier, come watch our new TV show. Uh, there's just a lot, like, in the DC that we don't know what's happening, and we don't know if it's good or bad. And I'm just like, 
floating in the ether. But if the DCU is in trouble, I don't think they would be working on Titan Season 2, which brings us up to our next topic, where they've already cast Bruce Wayne uh, for Season 2 with the actor N. Glenn from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Do you, you remember you know him? He's the he's the dude that had that dragon disease, right? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, uh Mr. Friendzone for Daenerys. <laughs> oh yeah, Mr. Fr- yeah for Daenerys. Uh, so they're definitely going for an older Bruce Wayne because he's a uh, he's a he's a bit of a grizzled uh, dude. Uh, hair so. thin, his hair is thinning a little bit on top. He's a little bit blonder. Like, is this like um what's that what's that one um show Batman Batman Beyond? Beyond? Yeah, is this Batman Beyond era? Bruce Wayne kind of thing, like oh, I don't, I don't that know. would be kind of that would be kind of weird if uh, Titans like introduced like a uh, Terry McGinnis, you know? Yeah. That would be that would be an interesting dynamic. Wow, that would be pretty exciting. Uh, but I mean, th- I guess like Titan season two kind of maybe that runs on an awkward timeline of production where you know Warner Brothers isn't a hundred percent sure what happens. But the thing is, they have the benefit of if for some reason the streaming service goes under, they can always put it on the CW. <laughs> you know, they got plenty of they got plenty of time slots there to uh, to put up another superhero show. So there's always a safe haven there. Um, Oh, another funny thing is, uh, you know, Supergirl premiered with like 12 million viewers on CBS and CBS was just like, that's not even enough for us. You go over to the CW now. So CW is kind of the dumping ground. It seems like really, I mean, well, I mean, it, they'll, they'll take anything. I mean, Greg Blaney's got an idea. They'll do it. They'll do it for him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Titans is coming with season two. I'm excited a little bit of it, but I just. I'm just not yeah. thrilled. Yeah, I'm doing my best not to not not to hate because the the shows individually on their own, I'm sure they're great. There are lots of fans. There's lots of creativity going on there. But it's just the strategy of getting it out into a world in a very siloed streaming service. You know, like like it's hard to have like a water cooler conversation about Titans if your coworker you know has to go out of their way and get another streaming service. Yeah, we're we're coming back to where it's easier to obtain things in a nefarious manner than it is to subscribe <laughs> to 18 streaming services to watch. I, I've said this a thousand times. I will definitely subscribe to 18 streaming services as long as I never have to see another freaking commercial again. So do whatever you want, Hollywood. Just keep those commercials out of my streaming service. Yeah, well, no promises for you, Mike. No promises. <laughs> uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, uh, Amazon is getting a comic book adaptation of uh, the book called The Boys. And we've talked about it. We've, we've seen that the first trailer a while back. And now we had mm-hmm. a Not Safe for Work teaser trailer come up today. There's uh, a baby was... with laser beams that cuts off a person's head. Yeah. It's, it's uh, crazy. It, it starts off with some um, X-rated actions from the superheroes. And then uh, they're like, well, why are the, like superheroes like, what do they, they do anything? How do you stop? And he's like, Carl Urban's like, well, we go and spank him. And he's like, how do you spank a superhero? And I'm like, I don't know either, but I want to find <laughs> out. There's a woman riding somebody's face, and yeah. the person's face gets crushed. And there's, there's brains like, everywhere. <laughs> there's a lot of gore. But, yeah, I, I I, mean, the premise isn't original just because the premise comes from a comic book. But I haven't read the comic, so the idea is very clever. Like, what happens if you just get, like, a, like basically a dickhead of a superhero that's being very irresponsible and irrational? Maybe not technically to the point of supervillain yet. So you just got to rely on like normal folks to just maybe uh, really, I would imagine they have to be very, very thorough and very planned out before they, you know, execute one of these spankings, if you will, because you can't just go in there all willy nilly with a baseball bat. Yeah. And and they're uh, not superheroes themselves. 
like they're just regular people. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're just regular bearded Carl Urbans, which yeah. we love. The first episode is going to be directed by Dan Trachtenberg, which I love because he directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. So yep. he's actually a film director directing an episode, which is what we're seeing with The Mandalorian, uh, with Taika Waititi and other really popular people doing episodes. So this is all good. And this is a crazy trailer. you got to go watch it. And it's only the second craziest trailer of the week, so yeah, uh, go check it out. Well, I think uh, also just to point out, we we talked about Preacher getting what three seasons or five seasons or however many it had. Uh, I, I don't I don't remember what we landed on when we were talking about. This There's last a lot time, of Preacher yeah. seasons, and this was developed by Seth Gold, uh, Seth Rogen and his buddy Evan Goldberg, who's also mm-hmm. developing this one as well. So like you know if if they're, I mean they're doing great stuff. So I mean this is. Uh, yeah, I kind of get a little bit of um, almost like a Watchmen vibe, kind of when I see some of the the costume designs of the heroes too. They're so. very generic, like they're like yeah, like this old school superhero who's not quite Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other showrunner is Eric Kripke, who was known for actually creating Supernatural on the CW, which has ran for fifteen seasons now. <laughs> uh, so we might get some longevity out of this show. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> well, either way, like I think I think it's a great team. They they've been doing good stuff, so you know mm-hmm. I think I think we're good. Halo, the TV show on Showtime, is moving right along, and they have cast Master Chief himself, John 116, uh, actor Pablo Schreiber, who's known for American Gods or Orange is the New Black, depending on your audience, uh, will be the Master Chief, the guy in the thing. He's a tall dude. He's a big dude. Yeah, uh, how often we're going to see his face? <laughs> yeah, and they say you definitely could see his face. Um, did you watch Orange is the New Black with him on there? Yeah, the, the funny thing is, and I'm trying to remember, I can see, I'm looking at his face right now. He's porn he does stash. look familiar. Oh he oh yeah I guess without his mustache you're really oh there it is right there wow he's like he's like a basically a cartoon character when he has the mustache on but without the mustache good for him this yeah. is a big get for this guy that's for sure yeah and um in uh uh American Gods he's the quote unquote leprechaun uh Mad Sweeney and they're like aren't leprechauns supposed to be small but he's like a huge dude uh <laughs> so it's it's really funny um. I really like that show. He's also the half-brother of Lou Schreiber, who played Wolverine in X-Men Origins. Wolverine. I was going to say that last name sounded familiar. Yeah, so he uh, he's a Are half- we sure it's not Schreiber? I thought it was Schreiber. It, it, Maybe it's Schreiber. I, we can... I don't know. You can call whatever you want to do. You Chris, know, you, look it up. You, you are the Halo man, for sure. You are the person that's in love with the lore, in love with the games. You love everything yeah. about it. Uh, what's like? What's the one thing you're really looking for when it comes to like a Halo series? I mean, it's going to be on Showtime, so you're going to have a little bit of maturity there for sure, because it's like a, a um, it's a HBO esque network. So well, it seems like they're going to go, they're going to really take a shot to for the king there of streaming. So the thing that they they've shied away from so many times with a Master Chief uh, show or animated series is like they don't give him a voice and they don't let him do it. He's just a strong, silent type. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you play the game, you're supposed to be that character, right? You're imprinting on that character. I don't want them to make it where I can imprint on the lead of the TV show. Make him his own character. Make him do his own things like they do in the books. He has his own mind. And he can act on his own. So, like, give him some dialogue. Make him, like, you know, show that he's not just a run-and-gun badass. Like, he's actually <coughs> a strategic military leader of the Spartan twos. Like, he was the, the leader of these super soldier that, that wave of so- super soldiers. If I remember right, the super soldiers, aren't they technically, like, larger humans? Aren't they, like, eight foot tall or something they like are, that? They are. They're, 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 they're genetically augmented with um, 
to to be bigger and larger. Yes. Do you think they can pull that off in a live action TV series? Like, are we going to see like eight foot tall people well, like, walking around? It depends on where this is set. He is one of like a handful of the generation twos that are left. Mm-hmm. The generation three Spartans and four Spartans are just regular people, size people. The, the their armor only makes them look bulkier in the later waves. Because there's only a hand, like I think there's like 55 of the, this Gen two. I mean, I'm getting way into Halo lore here. <laughs> of, of the Master Chief, he's a he's a Generation two Spartan, meaning that there was like 55 of them selected based on their genetics, and they made them like they were chosen so they would live pe- through these surgeries and these expand like growth enhancements. The Generation threes and fours were just given like abilities to augment their suits, so they're like not really that big. So. He and a handful of others are large people. So if they show other Generation 2s, yeah, they need to. But if not, they if they're all in, like, their armor, they can just all do that fancy Lord of the Rings, you know, magic. Perspective the, shift, perspective yeah. Perspective shift, so it can well, go either you heard, way. You I, heard it here from Chris. Yeah, exactly. I just, want, I just want them to have some dialogue and do something, like, other than just stand there and be silent and strong, you know? Like, that's boring. I don't want to I hope that. they. I hope they give his helmet a mustache. That's what I want. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, you have the skills to do that, Mike. I believe in you when it comes out. And lastly, we're going to talk about the craziest trailer that came out all week. That Ooh. me and Mike both agree. Hobbs and Shaw got official trailer. Trailer number two, no longer a teaser trailer. And this actually gave me the second half of the movie, I think, which is going to be way more better, like way more crazy than the first half of the movie. <laughs> um, and The Rock and Jason Statham are just having a blast. Uh, Idris Elba is, as he calls himself, Black Superman. <laughs> and, and when he calls himself Black Superman, guess what that does, Mike? This puts it in Superhero Slate's wheelhouse. Yeah, there you go. Because this is a super now a superhero car movie. I don't even know what to like this. This is just wild. This is yeah, absolutely it's, wild. It's just bananas. You're you're getting kind of like the buddy cop antagonistic uh, uh, feeling throughout the trailer between Hobbs and Shaw, which is really what's going to change this movie for me. Because if you kind of take out their funny little uh, um, kind of one-umpsmanship throughout the trailer, you're just getting a normal Fast and the Furious movie, which I usually don't get on board with. Everyone always says, oh, these new Fast and Furious movies, they're so crazy. They're like a theme park ride. Just shut your brain off and go watch it and enjoy it. And I've tried. I've really tried these last few Fast and Furious movies, but I just, they're not my, they're not my speed. They're not my style. I think some of the set pieces are fun, but I just can't get engaged. I can't connect to the movie, but it seems like I might finally have my way in, which is a little bit of uh, fun between these uh, characters, just trying to one up themselves and trying to get the other ones goat. And this is being directed by the director of Deadpool two, also a producer on John wick, a crazy, 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 crazy long um, stunt, uh, person resume so it seems like uh, we're gonna up the action even more and I love kind of like the supernatural you know superhero vibe of it with Idris Elba so this is right up my alley there's a bunch of crazy stuff going on here we get to see uh, we get to see uh, Hobbs mama sold all the guns they only got spears <laughs> there's gonna be craziness going on there so it starts up like there's like you know your typical city you know, like we talked about, like the city where the that action's going to be, like running down the buildings and and being stuff. And actually, um, uh, Jason Statham, his character is he Shaw, I guess. 
or I don't know which one's which. Whoever Shaw, apparently Shaw killed like a good guy in one of the past Fast and Furious movies and everybody's freaking out about the lore. Like, how can anybody like this character? He killed a good guy. And I'm just like, what? I haven't seen that movie. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, anyway, his, uh, si- the, his sister, I think she was actually in the recent Mission Impossible movies. She actually got some action scenes this time as well. Like, she's mm-hmm. not just a damsel in distress, which was cool. Um but then they go right back to the island, like straight out of a scene out of Moana, it feels like. Um, <laughs> but like at the end of it, like they jump. They, I, I, I love, I've, I've hardly watched any Fast and Furious movies, Mike, to be honest with you. But they went and threw in the old nitrous camera movement. We're like, oh, he hits the button. So we got to follow the tube to watch it go oh, into the yeah. engine to blow up something. It does that. That's then, he, sick. then he jumps into a helicopter, hooks the helicopter. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And then what do they do after that? Mike, they hook five other cars together <laughs> like this human centipede of cars pulling down it's, this helicopter. It's like a barrel of monkeys. And then you get like the, you get the, um, the rock this, pulling you, the, the thing with his own arms. Like yeah, the cars on Ameri- Captain America style trying to hold the helicopter and everything. <laughs> Man, it's just going to be nuts. Man, this is this is going to be one of those, like, uh, I don't eat popcorn at the movie theater, but by God, load me up with a large Man. bucket of popcorn. It, it very much reminds me of, like, early 2000s action films because what's at stake is a virus that destroys half the population. I mean, how many times have we seen a villain with that is... exact same plot line? They all just want to get rid of half the earth. They all want to go full Thanos and they just think they can uh, reinvigorate. I also, this wasn't in the trailer, but I'm guessing he wants to call the human race so he can create, so he can create more super powered people and reach like the next phase of human evolution or something like that. Like I, I know that monologue's coming for sure. <laughs> well, exactly, <laughs> and uh, he wants to create more supermen. But I mean, like I am just feeling like this is a sh- a big middle finger to the face of Vin Diesel. Be like, you <laughs> thought Triple X was good. Well, Hobbs and Shaw just triple X your triple X. So uh, uh, that's exactly what I'm feeling out of this movie. And and whether you know you want to consider that a superhero movie or not, he does say Black Superman twice in this movie. And I, I'm like, now it is. It's in our wheelhouse, Mike. We have to go. We'll yeah, have to watch we'll a review of this because <laughs> I've not seen any other Fast and Furious except like the first two and maybe the yeah. three. But I, I want to see. I have. I want to see this. I want to see this in a film with a rowdy audience. Yeah. Exactly, man. I want to like. Maybe, do they have like? Can you rent muscle cars from like car rental places? Like, I want to roll up in a muscle <laughs> car, and, like let people know what I'm there for. I don't. I only drive automatic, so I have a feeling I'm not going to get a muscle car that's automatic. <laughs> can we get like? A, I mean, I know I, I now know what kind of car you drive, Mike. Can we get like a little plastic shell to just put over top of yours so it looks like <laughs> no, a muscle car? You know? No, let's just let's just go right to the the heart of the matter of muscles, and we just hire some muscly dudes to just carry us to the theater. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I got. A, I know a listener in the show, Jason Ambrosides. He's listening right now. If I can get Jason and his brother-in-law, uh, Troy, to go with me, like you, you don't mess with Jason. He's a big dude. He's muscly dudes. Yeah, All big right. muscly dude. Like you wouldn't. I mean, I love J- Jason. I know you're listening. I love you to death. I'm not scared of you, but everyone else is probably scared <laughs> of you. And I'm like, that's the guy I want to have with me if if things go sideways. So, um, Hobbs and Shaw this summer. Sounds like so. I mean, it's it's gonna be a fun summer, Mike. Once we get through Endgame, which is this week, <laughs> the fun stress of Endgame. <laughs> four more sleeps. I'm counting them. Four more sleeps, Ooh, Mike. Man. Uh, and then, uh, actually, I need to count the number of times I go to the bathroom so I can be ready for that day too. But 
yeah, we're, we're going to make it. I'm very excited. But I You know, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but if any more historical landmarks want to go ahead and burn down and just take up my news cycles to keep me <laughs> to keep me occupied, you know, go ahead. I You know, if it has to happen uh, this year, put them just before Endgame so I don't have to concentrate on this film that's coming out. Is, is there any, like, we could make a program that sets your time feed to, like, a certain date in history, so you're just going to relive that historical week for, like, a week. <laughs> like, oh, look at all this fun stuff that happened back in, like, 06. I know the easiest solution is just to delete the app from my phone and just remove it from my favorites bar in Chrome. But, you know, I'm, all, I'm one man is only so strong. Yeah. My, my job requires me to be on Facebook and social media a minimum eight hours a day, Mike. I, I don't know how I'm going to get through it myself. But, <laughs> but I'm taking one for the team. If I know something's out there, I let you know. You know I do. Because <sighs> I'm usually up way before you are because mm-hmm. of the time change but or time zones. But I think that's the show this week. That's our show. Bless our mess. We're just trying to get. We're just trying to kill time. Really, that's what we're, we're <laughs> at this point. So, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you, at, buddy? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, see where you're going this summer. Where can they find you? Find me on Twitter, Valdan V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan eighty seven. I think I need to share that video of that Michael Jackson arcade game last night because <laughs> when you put the quarter in, he goes, woohoo, like a lot higher than that. And it was just perfect. Um, you also head over to Comic UI. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna be talking about If you guys want to talk in-game starting 10 p.m. on Thursday night, I will be free and ready to go. If anyone has any questions or comments or concerns, you, you hit me up. But don't put spoilers yeah, don't- on, online. Message me directly. Don't do yeah, that. don't don't tag me in that. I'm not gonna. If you're on the East Coast, if you're not in the West Coast timeline, uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm technically not going to be done with Endgame until it's My, Friday. I don't so. think Mike's <laughs> going to talk to me at Thursday at all. If I if record <laughs> has any indication, like usually I'm like, hey, I'm in the theater, and then he's just gone. He's yeah. not looking at my messages the rest of the day. So, um, yeah, it sounds like Friday you and I are going to have to get together and uh, uh, gush over. Yeah. This movie. This is our Super Bowl, everybody. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the end game. We're in it now. So, uh, <laughs> that's the last are, one you get. That's the last one you get. That's the last one for the episode, Mike. If people want to know more about our shows and where they can listen to our review when it drops next week, where they can find that at. Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com to see where you can subscribe to the podcast and to get our awesome show notes. So that Mandalorian sneak peek video, run. you got to go see that as soon as possible before they take it down, before they take down that cam. Uh, and we got lots of other trailers in the in the news, so go to SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store we love hearing from you especially when it's spoiler free especially this week so drop us a line on twitter reach out to us um on instagram drop a drop a line in the youtube comments we love hearing from you uh we want to know what you guys think about endgame so please go check it out this weekend just for your sake not because to give Disney dollars as fast as possible, but we don't want it spoiled for our little lovelies out there. So go check out the film. And we love our super fans. So if you're a super fan of the show, if you want to be a super fan, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and make sure you're subscribed because Endgame's coming out, Chris, and uh, we're in the Endgame now. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to up the ante a little bit, Mike, here. I'm going to up it. You ready? Uh, okay. I want people to hashtag Superhero Slate and tag us. Wherever you are, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, wherever you are, in the theater with your, I mean, I'm gonna have a, a 
an Avengers Endgame popcorn bucket and a souvenir. Yeah, cup. let us see your snacks. I want to see what you're doing. What's what's your what's your theater word? Tag us. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give something. Out. I'm gonna go through my stuff here. I might have another 10 inch Thanos sitting over there on the shelf. I could get rid of pop vinyl. And you oh know, my gosh, don't get Chris any more hype. He might give away his car. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so hyped. I mean, I've, I've got a. I've got stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give some stuff away uh, over the next couple weeks for this. So just tag us, share your stuff, uh, leave your reviews. Like Mike said, if you have it on on iTunes or wherever you listen to it, Google, and uh, yeah, we're gonna start giving stuff out this 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 month. So let's do that. I'm feeling good. Let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna snap my fingers and start getting rid of half my stuff, Mike. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> uh, what's that, Marie Kondo? Marie Kondo. Yeah, right? there so, you go. Uh, all right. Anyway, we'll we'll see you guys next week and enjoy your Avengers movie. All right. Adios. We're in the end of game now. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I would think a handful of people came up with, and then they tweet it, and then you're like, you stole my joke.